Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to Everything New York Giants. I'm your host, Adriana, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And today I'm going to talk about the Giants versus Seahawks game on Monday Night Football, which I will be in attendance at. So obviously I'm hoping that they come out with a win. So let's go ahead and preview this game, talk about some updates from an injury perspective and what the Giants have to do to walk out of MetLife Stadium with a win. So let's start with the injuries because obviously that has been a very big topic of conversation. So the Giants are missing Quite a few guys. The first injury report comes out today, but Dable already spoke to the media and said that everyone is going to practice. Yes, everyone. That includes running back Saquon Barkley, who is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Now, Saquon's practicing is going to be very different than the team practicing. He's going to be doing individuals, skills, that type of thing. So, He's obviously not doing group practice just yet. Now, him being in individuals and stuff like that is obviously a step in the right direction. It means that he's healthy enough to be on the field and practice enough to the point where maybe there's some sort of opportunity that he is going to play on Monday. Now, outside of Saquon, who I think... I think it's unlikely that he plays. I just think when you're dealing with a high ankle sprain, he has had what about less than two weeks off at this point. And I know that he's a quick healer and he has access to treatments and all of these things that are absolutely going to help him heal faster at the end of the day, your body heals whenever it heals. So I would say don't expect Saquon on Monday. I just feel like if the football gods are in our favor, then maybe we'll get lucky and he'll play. I just think it's very unlikely that someone with a high ankle sprain is coming back less than two weeks after the injury. So um, don't, I don't know. I would just say don't count on it, but if he plays, it's a wonderful um, gift that the Giants have received. Outside of that, let's talk about some of the other players who obviously are big contributors to this team who we desperately missed uh, the last week or so. One of them being, of course, Andrew Thomas, who should be good to go. He's practicing today. Again, when the injury comes out, we'll see injury report. We'll see if he is um limited, but I feel like Andrew Thomas is going to be good to go on Monday. I feel really good about him coming back and being ready to play. So that is going to be a huge addition to this offensive line. Now, speaking of the line, Ben Bredesen is coming off a concussion from the Cardinals game. So at this point, it's been well over a week. It's been 10 days since the concussion. I think there is a very good chance that he is going to play as well. I believe that he might be a full participant in today's practice. So I think that we're going to be in good shape when it comes to this offensive line. We're going to have Thomas back. We're going to have Bredesen. Obviously, John Michael Schmitz is going to be back there at center like he always is. And then at right guard, I think we're going to end up with Marcus McKeithen. I think as of right now, he's won that spot over from Glowinski. So he's probably going to be there. And then, of course, Evan Neal at right tackle. Now, Evan Neal has gotten a little bit better. I think he needs to continue to improve. Obviously, he's nowhere near what anyone wants or expects him to be for a right tackle. But he's, he's made a little bit of progress. So obviously, he needs to continue on that. Um, but we're not done with the injuries yet. There's a couple other guys that we have to talk about. So 
Tay Banks, the rookie corner, left the Cardinals game or no, left the Niners game with some sort of arm injury. Dable said when he talked about everyone on the team in regards to injuries, he said that no one is dealing with anything long term, which is amazing. So I would expect that we will see Tay Banks out there on Monday and that he will be good to go and will be fine. So that's huge. Um, another cornerback, Cordell Flott, I believe, was dealing with a hamstring injury. He hasn't really played at all this year. I'm curious to see if he gets into the rotation on Monday, if he is good to go. Javarius Owens was dealing with some sort of, I think, a leg injury, too. I think at this point that he should be healthy. Maybe there's a chance that we see him on Monday. I'm not so sure, but you never know. Um, Aziz, of course. Aziz Ojolari. If there is anyone on this injury report that I think is going to be doubtful for Monday, it is Aziz. And I just have this feeling with him. It's very frustrating. He's extremely talented when he's on the field. He's an impact player, and you all know that he's there, but he's not on the field a lot. And I just think I don't really feel good about seeing him on Monday. I Desperately want to see him out there. Having him opposite Kayvon is going to be huge for this defense. I want to see more from Isaiah Simmons, but I just, I don't know if we're going to see him. So if Aziz is not out there, God help our pass rush because um, it already needs help. And, you know, with an injured and unreliable Aziz, I, I don't know what's going to go on there, but let's hope that I'm wrong and that the injury reports says that he is going to be good to go. So the final injury report we will get on Monday, you know, the good news for us coming off this Thursday night game is that they've had plenty of time to rest and recoup and get treatments and all that sort of thing. So let's all hope that we see Aziz out there. We will find out Monday for sure. Um, and we'll know from there. So outside of that, I think that covers all the injuries, everyone else seems to be in a pretty good place, which is great. So, and very important for this team. So, you know, when it comes to things that they need to do to win, it's funny. I posted a video on TikTok and I'm sure some of you saw it. And some of the comments were like, they have to score more points than the Seahawks. Like, oh my God, I never thought of that. I did not know that that's how you win football games. Thank you for the enlightenment. I never would have guessed. Um, you know, some might say it's a little bit more challenging than just scoring more points. When you break it down, there's other things that have to be done. So when we talk about the offense and we talking about talk about scoring points, um, it's not as simple as it sounds unless you're the Dolphins, but we are not the Dolphins, very obviously. So, you know, the pass blocking really has to improve. I think that's the biggest thing from an offensive perspective that if the Giants want to win this game that they have to do. And that means that, you know, Thomas Bredesen, whoever's out there, I think that they're all going to be out there. Evan Neal, they have to do their job and they have to be able to block up front on Seattle's front four and you know they're not the Cowboys front four but it doesn't mean that they're nothing to sneeze at and it's just really important for this offense to get some momentum it's something that they've really struggled with so far and you know if you don't have Saquon Barkley out there who is obviously one of your best offensive players um, you, you need some help back there when it comes to the run game. And I think you know we're going to see a lot of Matt Breida again the run blocking has been okay um, I obviously would like to see it improve as I think everyone would agree, but outside of that, you know, it's, it hasn't been nearly as bad as the pass blocking, but you know, 
against the Niner, um, against the Panthers, the Seahawks run defense only gave up 44 yards. So without Saquon, you know, I think we can still have a decent run game. But when you look at what the Panthers did and how they had success against this team, it was all through the air. Andy Dalton had 361 passing yards. So they they have to be able to pass the ball this game. And that all starts with the five guys up front. And I think that we're going to see a lot of what we've seen, you know, last year and this year where Dable and Kafka are bringing in other guys to help the line. We're going to see Darren Waller block. We're going to see Daniel Bellinger block. Um, you know, Saquon did a lot of blocking week one. So we're probably going to see Matt Breida out there blocking as well. So Everyone needs to be on the same page. They need to do what they need to do. And, you know, if that means that this line obviously needs some help from the tight ends, they need help blocking, then so be it. I am okay with losing a couple of fantasy points from Darren Waller if it means that he can block enough so Jones has time to get the ball to Hyatt or Slayton or Campbell or any other of the wide receivers. So let's talk about the wide receivers for a minute because um, they, they've they been struggling a little bit. And obviously everyone on this team has struggled. The, the team has not looked good at all. But outside of that, you know, some of the wide receivers have dropped balls that they needed to catch. Paris Campbell has had a few drops. Um, Darius Slayton has had a couple. Those Slayton's have been, you know, not all that bad considering what we've seen from him in the past few years. And Waller, too. I mean, he was supposed to be that number one guy who pretty much catches everything that came his way, and he hasn't really been that yet. I think he's going to be that. Um, he just hasn't really gotten there yet. So, you know, we need more from the receivers. Now, you can't blame everything on the receivers. We know that. Daniel Jones, this has to be a huge game for him. And I feel like we say this every week, but the reality is, is that, you know, when you have a mediocre offensive line and you don't really have a number one ride receiver like Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, who pretty much catches everything that comes their way and is always open and can make contested catches and all of those things, like, Jones just has, has to put the ball where he has to put the ball and he has to be very accurate and he has to make smart decisions. He has to get rid of the ball fast. Um, but one thing I really want to see from Jones, and I think he struggled with this year, and I don't blame him for this because he's been under pressure more than he's not been under pressure, is he seems to kind of jump out of the pocket too quickly where I think he he has a little bit more time than he thinks he does. And I think he's so used to just feeling like he's immediately panicking because there's someone in this blind side and someone's chasing after him that he has to do that. But I really want to see him just settle down back there, plant two feet, get a little bit more comfortable. And that is going to be how Jones has success. Aside from the fact that he's going to have the RPO option, you know, we're going to see him be able to run the ball here and there. I think that is probably going to be part of their game, especially with Saquon probably not playing. But Jones really just has to make smart decisions with the ball. That means not throwing it into too much traffic. It means um, holding on to it when you're supposed to hold on to it. If you get sacked, we can't afford turnovers and fumbles or anything of that nature. So he's got to hold on to it smartly and make smart decisions. And those are the things that I really want to see out of Jones. We've seen him do it before. 
Um, I think the last few weeks, he has not had a lot of faith in the offensive line. And like I said, I don't blame him for that. I don't think anyone has a lot of faith in that offensive line. So I hope that this is the week where they really start to come together, having everyone back. You know, I think McKeithen is going to feel better and a little bit more comfortable at right guard. He made his start in the NFL like three weeks ago. So the guy's pretty new. Um, so obviously the more playing time that he gets is going to help. And I just hope that, you know, Neil can be better for McKeithen and vice versa. I think the two of them really have to do whatever they can to um, be smart and help each other out because we saw what happens when that right side of the line goes down. You know, the left end so far has been okay with holding up their end of the bargain, but you can't win games if only one side of the line is holding up. So I really want to see that from, from the line as well. Um, from, from the rest of the offense, you know, Matt Breida has been great. I would like to see a little bit more from guys like Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray. I'm sure we'll see a little bit of them in the rotation if Saquon does not play on Monday. And, you know, the same thing. I just, I, I want to see less running through the gaps. This is just a personal preference. I just feel like when I'm watching so many other teams, you see these running backs like McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and whoever else is out there. Like they just... They can find the gaps better than our running backs can. And I think that part of the that comes with the offensive line is that there are no gaps for them to run through. Um, and when that happens, I just want to see them, you know, go on the outside. I feel like we don't really see a lot of outside runs from this team. And I don't know why, because we don't have amazing blockers. So I don't know, maybe that's a calling thing. So Mike Kafka, I would like to see you um, turn it up from there. So as I'm recording, the Giants injury report just came out. So let's go through it real quick. So the guys who are limited were Saquon Barkley, obviously, Daniel Bellinger, who supposedly has a neck injury, which is new. Um, DJ David's DJ Davidson with the elbow injury from the Niners game, which in my opinion looked like a dirty hit. And there were a lot of those that night. And I am not thrilled about the Niners for that. Um, but the good news about DJ Davidson is he's limited that injury when he came on the, off the field. I mean, obviously I didn't see his arm up close, but it looked like it was pretty painful and I wasn't so sure what was going to happen there. So glad to hear that he was practicing. Good news on Aziz. He was limited, which is very important. Now, I still stand by what I said. Until he is off the injury report on Monday, I will not fully believe that he's going to play. But the fact that he's limited is amazing. And Andrew Thomas, last one on that list, was limited. So great news there. Even better news, a full participant was Ben Bredesen, who obviously was dealing with a concussion. So Good news, I would say, out of that injury report so far. I think some things that I like to hear, too, is that guys like Cordell Flott and Tay Banks and um, whoever I mentioned before, Javarius Owens, are no longer on the injury report. So good news. I feel like, you know, it's Thursday. We've got time for these guys to kind of heal a little bit by the time Monday rolls around. So let's hope that they all do. Let's switch gears and talk about the defense and what they need to do to help the Giants get a win. I think we all know there's quite a few things that this team needs to do. I am going to start with the defensive line because we need to get sacks desperately. And 
I don't, I think there's a mix of things as to why they're not getting there. I think part of it is the scheme that Wink is doing. I think part of it is the talent isn't there. Aziz isn't healthy. Um, Ashawn Robinson was dealing with an injury. He came out. Nacho came out. Um, both of those guys are going to be good to good to go now, which is going to be huge for guys like Dexter and Leo. But I just, I, like, I need Wink to let Aziz be a pure pass rusher. If, or I'm um, sorry, I mean, Kayvon, let Kayvon go straight for the quarterback. If Aziz is not healthy, then let Isaiah Simmons do it. Let other guys do other things. I feel like Kayvon is not, he's not getting there. And I just think part of it is the way that Wink is using him. And I know that this, you know, some people are going to call this an excuse. Well, Kayvon's Kayvon. He's an edge rusher. He's supposed to get there, blah, blah, blah. And I get where you're coming from. And I partially agree with that. But I also feel like if Wink is telling him to do X, Y, Z, that doesn't involve going after the passer, then, then like, what do you expect him to do? You know what I mean? I need Wink to switch that because Fans are going to lose faith in Kayvon. I know a lot of them have the amount of people that call him a bust is absolutely wild to me. Um, I'm not going there yet, but I just, I think for all of our sake, also for the defense's sake, like let other people do other things. Kayvon's got to go after the quarterback. That's what he's good at. That's where his speed is. Like those are the things that he succeeds at. And I just, I I need Wink to do that. So I would like to see more of that this week. Um, Dexter has been playing really great this year. I, I really would love for him to get his first sack on Monday. That would be amazing. Anyone. It could be Leo. It could be Kayvon Aziz, Jihad Ward. I don't discriminate. Whoever wants to get a sack, get a sack. But I would be really happy if it was Kayvon and Dexter or Aziz if he's out there. But they really have to put pressure on the quarterback. We saw when they were able to do that the first half against the Niners, Brock Purdy was making mistakes. He was throwing bad balls. He got balls swatted down. Unfortunately, our defense couldn't catch them, but they made some really good plays. And the second half, they couldn't get there, and Purdy figured it out. So I need to see more of what I saw in the first half versus the Niners game. Like I really need to see that. We also know that this team has to stop the run, and it's something that they have really struggled with. And I think the frustration from myself as a fan, and I'm sure for many of you guys, is like we brought in Bobby O'Curricase, uh, Xavier McKinney is healthy, Jason Pinnock has been pretty good. Like, what's happening here? Why can't we stop the run? Kenneth Walker had 97 rushing yards last week. We all know we gave up Christian McCaffrey a hell of a lot. So, we can't afford to do that again this week. The defense can't do that if they think that they're going to win this game. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to end up being a pretty close game regardless. But I just feel like if they want to actually win this, like that's going to be a huge component to the game that they really have to step up and make some plays there. The other thing that comes with that is getting off the field on third down. This defense was one of the best last year, both with stopping plays in the red zone and getting off the field on third down. And again, I don't know what it is about this team. They're, they've started slow every single week, and I don't know what the answer is. But aside from the fact that they have to start fast from the get-go on the offense and the defense, they have to start fast. They have to keep up the momentum. The defense has to be consistent. They were able to get off third, same thing, able to get off 
during third down in the first half versus the Niners. Second half, it all fell down the wayside. I don't know if it's because they were tired, um, you know, with DJ Davidson and Ashawn Robinson and, you know, Nacho, basically all of the backups coming out. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Tay Banks coming out, whatever. But, like, they got to figure it out because it – we're never going to win games that they can't get off the field on third down. You cannot give teams third and 15 and have that be a first down multiple times. We saw it multiple times during the Niners. And I know that the Niners are not the Seahawks. We all know that. But the Seahawks are not the Cardinals, are not one of the worst teams in the league. They're still a pretty good team. And at the end of the day, we are going to be competing with them for a wild card spot. We have to beat them. If we can beat teams like the Seahawks, we have a better chance of beating teams like the Cowboys, which we have to do because it's disgusting that we have not beaten them in God knows how long. So everything counts, right? Like everything helps with other things. So I just, I really need that from the defense. They really have to get off the field on third down. And you know what would really, really make my night is if someone got an interception or a forced fumble and recovered it. Like you can force the fumble, but you can't give it back to Seattle. One of the most frustrating things that I saw during that Niners game was they had at least four, four deflected balls that they could have caught and no one caught them. And I know they're not wide receivers. I know it. Not everyone is Trayvon Diggs, which to be honest, Trayvon Diggs has had more passes come his way than Sterling Shepard has this year. So I I just need I just need one of them to catch it, please. It really make my day. Really. I would love that. Um, so the defense, you know, getting turnovers in this game is another thing that really would make a big difference. So I would like to see that from them. Um, I'm going to round it out here with special teams. I listen, special teams, you are like the stepchild of this, of this team. I'm, I have no expectations for you. I'm not asking a lot though. I'm asking you to do one thing, which is a hell of a lot less than I asked the offense and the defense to do. Um, do not fuck up. Literally, that's it. That's it. When Graham Gano has the opportunity to make extra points or field goals, um, get the snap right. Get the holds right. Gano, you're healthy, man. Let's do it. Get those points. We know he's Mr. Reliable. Probably the only person on my team that I have minimal to no concerns about. So um, that's all I'm asking for. Jamie Gillen, when you have to, boom it. Guy's got a leg. We all know that. He did really well with the Niners. Do it again. Show us a little bit of that consistency that you were missing last year. Cam Brown has done a great job so far on special teams this year. Keep it up. That's it, guys. Just, just do what you're supposed to do. Don't make mistakes. Not asking for a lot. That's it. Um, Speaking of mistakes, the one other thing that I want to talk about, and this can go um, for the team as a whole, is stop with the penalties. What the fuck is going on with the penalties? I know it's still early on in the year. I know that I, I feel like everyone's still trying to figure it out, and the Niners refs were flag happy, whatever, but like some of those mistakes you got to clean up. I mean, Dable is losing his mind, which he should be. I'm losing my mind. Other fans, we're, we're dying out here. Like, you got to stop with the false starts and, you know, the DPI. If I see Darnay home, I, I can't. I'm not even going to say it. I don't want to see him out there. 
You know why? Because he gets flags. And if he's not out there, we'll get one last minimum, one less flag a game. So Cordell Flott, it's your turn, baby. Step up uh, now that you're healthy. So, um, so yeah, less mistakes overall. Team that makes the least amount of mistakes has a way better chance at winning the game. Um, and then from a coaching perspective, I don't really have a lot to say. I mean, I pretty much already said Kafka and Wink, like, I want the biggest thing with Kafka is I want him to stick with what works. If we're able to run the ball really well against the Seahawks and we can forget about the Panthers did and we can rush for a hundred something yards and, you know, Brita looks great and Brightwell looks great and gray, whatever, do it. Stick with what works. If you can get momentum with the passing game, the pass blocking is good. The receivers can catch the blockers can block. Great. Stick with the pass game. I just want to see a little bit more consistency. And I think the biggest thing is that starts with scoring points in the first half. Every single game, for the most part, this team has been down by something at some point. And it, most of the time, it's been double digits. So I get that you have to turn it around and you have to get the ball through the air to score more points when you're down. But they got to start strong. I really, I really just want to see them score points in the first half. I think it would be a really big um, difference maker in this game and also would do a lot for this offense. So, uh, and then I, I already talked about Wink, you know, get Kayvon on the outside. Let him just blow up Geno Smith, please, please. Him or Isaiah Simmons or Aziz, if he's there, just let one of them get there. Um, that's all I'm asking for, really. I don't think it's that <laughs> Okay, I'm going to be there in the stands, cheering them on, paying my way to MetLife Stadium, spending time in the car. The least that someone could do is make a goddamn play, okay? So thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I will be back next week with a recap of the game. As always, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirl. It's spelled out just how it is right down there. On Twitter, it's at NYG Fangirl because I didn't have enough characters. But if you're on Instagram and TikTok, I do way more updates there. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, make sure you check me out on social because I post stories there every day. I've got videos of keys to win, matchups to watch, stuff like that. So. Um, keep your eyes peeled. And if you like the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. So thank you guys for listening. Big game ahead. Let's go Giants.